today to talk about how I feel. And I feel like that we are treated differently than other people. And I don't like how we're treated. And just because of my color doesn't mean anything to me. Welcome back to WHIT News. You are listening to Chad. <laughs> it looks like it's a wild day today, folks. If you look outside your windows, you probably see smoke up in the air. The looters are protesting, or the protesting, or the protesters are looting. It looks like they're burning down all our favorite stores. It's it's a sad sight to see, really, and it really pains me deep down. Oh, it looks like they have just burned down Lululemon. <laughs> My daughters are not going to be happy. Oh, it looks like they're also burning down a Cracker Barrel. And we see a looter running off with some syrup. Boy, that's a lot of syrup on their hands. <laughs> well, how could they make enough pancakes for all of that? Oh, no, that is it. That is absolutely it. They have drew the straw. The straw's drawn. They have burned down Starbucks. How am I going to get my coffee tomorrow? Huh? It's going to be weeks and months before that Starbucks is back. Listen, someone needs to stop these looters. Why are they even looting in the first place? It's just opportunistic. They're taking advantage of chaos. I can't believe this. I mean, why are they looting in the first place? Why are they looting in the first place? That is their question. This is America. As you may have noticed, the absence of intro. As you have noticed, the absence of the sounds before the intro. And it's for good reason. Didn't want to start this podcast on a musical note. Didn't want to introduce this podcast because it's not your everyday cannabis news now. And if you want to leave because there's no cannabis news, you can go right ahead. But I've mentioned in the past, as a person with a platform, it is my duty or a duty I put upon myself to use my platform wisely. And when things happen, of course, that it relates to not only my community, but many others who are in this overall cannabis community, it's up to me to speak on it. And that is the question. Why are they looting? And it's amazing to me to see how fast a narrative can change. If you remember not too long ago, Mr. Kaepernick was kneeling during a football game. And what was the purpose? A lot of you may know. I'm not asking to raise your hands this time. I promise. He was asking simply to pay his dues or respects for those fallen at the hands of police injustice and police violence all due to their race. And we saw how quickly the narrative was changed of not one of protest, not to deal with why he's protesting, but to go ahead and uh, negate his silent and peaceful protest by saying he's disrespecting soldiers. He's disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting America. And it's, it was amazing to me to see it happen literally in the moment and to catch it again, right? Because it takes a while for one's mind to expand enough to re realize certain things that I've never realized before. For instance, when you guys have gotten a new car, haven't you noticed how many cars on the road are exactly the same of yours? And before you got that car, you probably had no clue of it. Those cars passed by without you even noticing. It's the same thing that goes on with what is happening right now in our reality. If, you nev if you've never really personally encountered, you know, said racism and things of that nature, then you probably won't notice it when it passes by. You won't feel or truly understand what one is going through until you've driven that 1996 Toyota Camry. <laughs> so if you truly have no ability to recognize something that is not directly affected by 
by you or you are affected by it, I should say, and you haven't had a direct personal experience with it as to noticing the same car you drive on the road more often, the same way you can't really perceive the reason why Kaepernick is silently and peacefully protesting and the reason why that silent pro protest evolutioned into what we see now, which is a big riot that turned into looting and destruction and burning of cars. Because you haven't personally gone through those things, you can't feasibly understand. Now, if I want to be, you know, or give you the benefit of the doubt, if that's your frame of thinking, which I can't say you're wrong, but everyone can have their own opinion. That's my view of the observation. And if I were to be more egregious, what I would say is, especially if you're a part of the media, what you're trying to do is to twist the story and perception about what's going on for whichever reason. And perhaps that twisting of perception is caused by the lack of understanding and exposure. But I mean, let's be honest. When they had Kaepernick mention that he's disrespecting the flag and how they're now switching the story to not one of protest, not to why they're protesting, not to go to the literally execution we saw in our very faces done by a police officer. They've gone ahead and switched the narrative towards their looting, their thugs, they're dangerous. We even have a president that said that he's willing to shoot these individuals if they start looting. Now, the amazing thing to me is that the looting is happening not just by those who are protesting, aka black lives, right? It was also done by everybody. I'm seeing videos of every race and nationality taking part in a protest. I mean, I get it. If I was, matter of fact, if I didn't have work to go to the next day or the next days, you know, fearing getting arrested for protesting and then not going to work and paying the bills and all this other stuff, I'll be out there front and center. I'll be out there looting. I'll be out there protesting. I'll have my sign. I'll do the chants. I'll do the demonstrations for the simple fact that I myself are pissed off. We're not talking about me here. So I understand why those who go protest, but let's be honest, you can't blame one group of people for looting and destruction when there's all types of different people at these protests and taking part in these various actions. I mean, before I go deep into what I think about that, to go back to the switching of narratives, you have to understand these narratives can be very destruct, very, very wow, destructive. For instance, if an individual who has no clue about who Kaepernick is, don't know why he's actually protesting and have no experience about police brutality, being racist and racism overall, if they see a newscaster say, Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag and it looks like he's disrespecting America and you're a veteran, and they're saying they're disrespecting soldiers, the flag, and all, everything else under the sun, you're going to then turn around and be angry at what he's doing. You're not going to really look deeper than the surface about what you were told. Your perception is now forever altered, as his demonstration is a disrespect to the flag and you personally, if you are a soldier. Now, these looters, if you're a small business owner and you probably aren't racist whatsoever, but you do have a small business and you're seeing other small businesses getting looted, you're going to now be upset at that because that could be you. You're going to now blame the people who are protesting, even though those who are looting are not all the same protesters. All right. There's various different groups. When a protest happens, you can imagine various factions of teams coming together who have different views on to how to solve this injustice or just want to join the fun. As I mentioned earlier, I'll probably be there too. And with that being said, that means that you can't blame looting on all one race of people, which I know is happening in the media. And I know that's the perception, but it's not the truth. And with that being said, we have to understand the ramifications of our actions. As the great Dr. Martin Luther King said, as mentioned earlier today in an Instagram post, riots are the voice of the unheard. Again, riots are the voice 
of the unheard. So if you are unheard, if you are silently, peacefully protesting, whether it be Jamel Hill talking about the ramifications of racist actions by these NFL owners and abruptly getting fired by ESPN and chastised across the board by people thinking that she's only virtue signaling or she's responding because that's her role, right? Because she's a black woman, she has to talk about black issues and they're now trying to play her knowledge on sports. If you're doing these various things, you're getting to roadblocks, all right? You're now LeBron James being told to shut up and dribble, all right? Now you're even at a grander stage, Kaepernick kneeling in front of America on TV during the national anthem. You are now seen as a villain. When those silent, Peaceful protests are not adhered. They're just battled and rebuttaled with frivolous responses as to why what you're doing is wrong. You're going to have these riots. You're going to have people pissed off. All right. You're going to have people who are fed up of seeing people that could be their sons, daughters, mothers and fathers slain at the hands of some police officers who take things too far, who may be underlyingly racist or just don't value the life. All right. And that's what we're seeing here today. I'm in South Florida. And as you know, Miami videos, like many videos around the country during the days of the protests, are astounding. We have colleges being broke into. All right. We have businesses being broke into across the board, not just here. I mean, they burned down the police station. They burned the fuck out of the police station. All right. That's how fed up they were. We have Anonymous, a group who always seems to be on the right, right of side of justice, hack the police station, take down their website, and they're looking to be chastised for the time being. We have schools who have taken that very police station involved in the slaying and killing of George Floyd, have lost their connection, whatever it may be, to certain schools in the area because they do not want to be on the wrong side of justice. And it amazes me how America rather arrest hundreds, maybe even thousands of people who are protesting instead of lock up just four who committed a murder, who either committed the murder themselves by their hand or were complicit to the murder and were accomplices by not stepping in. Just because you're in a situation and a crime occurred and it was not at your hands does not mean you are free and clear of any potential charges and wrongdoing, both ethically and legally. If you sat there while you watched somebody shoot somebody else and you did not go to stop that, you are a part of the problem. So those celebrities you see who are always in front of your faces selling something, selling themselves or selling a song or whatever it may be that are extremely silent on this matter, you should pay attention to. Because you have to ask yourself, are you willing to support somebody who will be against you if you were to get down to the levels of responding to injustice? If they're on the side of keeping the system that we live in the same, to keep the same level of lack of care and respect for a certain group of people, then you got to look at yourself now for supporting them. I mean, look, I, I get pissed off at certain things, right? Not to get too scholarly on you guys, because sometimes I think that's boring. But I got to be honest with you. This whole podcast is just going to be me going off on a situation. There's no pre-planning. There's no pre-show. There's no research and reading. No, this is just me responding to how I feel in the moment. And I think it's important that someone on the platform to talk about it. And you got to think about it. Like, even other things are pissing me off, not just how the media are responding to the protesters who have a viable reason to protest. I'm going to get into why people are saying that's not the right way to protest in a second. Sean King. Sean King pissing me off for the simple fact that 
For the simple fact that Sean King is not only a man that looks like on his spare time, he takes melanin pills and tans under the sun. Like, yo, Sean, what you doing? I'm just going to take some time out to myself, a.k.a. try to make myself as dark as possible. Not only is Sean King somebody who has a great ability to orate digitally, if I said that term right, his feelings and reactions towards what's going on right now, and some of you can even make the argument. Hot TV, Des, you're doing the same thing. You're responding to this, to this travesty that's going on, right? You're expressing your feelings about it, and you're mad at him for doing the same thing. I'm mad at him for the issue that a lot of the money that he gets when he asks for money for these social justice occurrences go missing. People that have worked with him directly, hand in hand, in the same fight that he's in, have also questioned, where's the money gone that we have donated to you, Sean King? Has it gone to the places you said it would? And if you got money to develop something, why aren't those things developed? I mean, the man even wants freaking money to start his own podcast or TV show, whatever the fuck it is. Why, Sean? Why? All right, so now to answer the question that people have or always, or my response to the statement rather, when people say that's not the right way to protest. Now, the case of, I forget her name, the female who was abducted and kidnapped and held, held basically hostage for years actually killed her captor and actually went to jail for killing her captor because apparently that's not the right way to protest. Now, you and I can see why that's wrong. If you personally got kidnapped and you went ahead and killed your assailant, then you should be in the right there. You're just trying to save your own life. But apparently, if you're protesting to save your life, you're also doing the wrong thing. But anyway, the answer people have, that's not the right way to loot. And what are they referring to? They're saying that's not the right way to protest. The wrong way to protest in their eyes is to loot. All right. Not to go destroy businesses that have nothing to do with the situation. There aren't police officers. Why the hell are you looting them? Why the hell are they receiving damage from damage someone else occurred? And I'll tell you why. Again, when you pro when you silently protest, peacefully protest and get no response, that's what's going to happen. All right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Now, if you live in a system, I'll put it this way. Let's simplify it. A system which is our governmental system or our societal system here in America, both are both guilty. If our system here in America is persistently doing wrong and when asked in a nice way to please stop continuing their wrongdoing is ignored, the response is to now elevate your level of detest, anger, and feelings. Now, looting. To address looting, you got to think about it. Yo, America is the number one looter of all time, all right? Like, America, if there was, like, awards for stealing and thievery, America would be number one. I mean, they literally stole a whole nationality and ethnicity of people from a continent, all right? Not to mention all the resources that America currently steals in many different ways, all right? Stealing is as American as childhood obesity. And I say that for good fact. If you look throughout America's history, it was all about stealing. You go back to Native Americans, they gave them smallpox and blankets in order, in order to take over and take advantage of their sickness and lack of health. 
They aren't strong enough to fight back. Their numbers are down. People are literally sick and dying. They brought their white man's disease to the, to the Native Americans to take their land. And we're all told this story of Thanksgiving and how we shared each other's foods and practices and that's why we have Thanksgiving. I mean, come on, you guys know what really goes on. I know I sound like a guy that took the blue pill in the Matrix and now I'm going down the rabbit hole telling you all these conspiracy theories and my thoughts against government, but it, it, it's my it's my thoughts. And it's thoughts that many of you guys most likely have and need to hear on a basis to kind of culminate the wild thoughts that's going in your brain, all right? So yes, America is the biggest thief of all. They have looted us first, right? Now, that statement probably is problematic in that it kind of invokes the thought that Blacks are the ones who are only looting as a, that's why I'm, I'm opposing you looted us first, but it's true. The, a wrong and a wrong does not make something right. However, when your wrongs are so colossal compared to the microscopic wrongs that are happening right now, how could you be mad? Imagine a man who is a domestic abuser. I mean, this guy is bad. He's a Mike Tyson of domestic abuse. He got a mean uppercut and he, this is back in the nineties when you can cut the, <laughs> cord on phones in the house so that she can't reach out for help it's that bad as dark as that example is and imagine if the woman decides one day one day to just crash his car so that maybe he's immobile and he has to focus on fixing the car and he can't really i don't know some something she comes up with in response to his current abuse and constant abuse right in comparison she's not beating him half to death She's not putting blows into his forehead in the form of lumps on his head. He's not bleeding. None of that stuff. But however, she has scars to prove the wrongdoing that's occurring to her constantly on the surface and internally and mentally. All right. However, when when once wind gets once wind, once news gets wind of what she has done in response, her minor infraction on his likability or health or whatever it is she did. She's now seen as a bad guy. She's now seen as a thug. She's now seen as a inherent evildoer just in order to save her own life. And that's exactly what occurs now. You cannot get upset at looters when literally they're living in a system that causes them, many people who live in that community, to have a lack of education. To have a listen, they literally live in food deserts, which means that you're not in an area that can provide fresh and healthy foods. You're surrounded by big brands who know that they can sell their food at a cheap price, like a McDonald's or Wendy's, and that that community will eat it all up. And it's the truth. I mean, you have certain counties in America who won't allow certain fast food into their neighborhoods because they don't want that look to go to their neighborhood. They, they don't want that urban look to enter. It, it, it's amazing. So don't get upset at people for destroying things. Don't get upset at people for stealing things because in all honesty, that is the most American thing I've seen in a long time. It's the most American thing you possibly can do. What's more American than when you're upset at something, go ahead and make destruction, AKA the Boston Tea Party, and then go ahead and fight a violent, violent war, AKA the American Re Revolution, to find yourself free of the wrongdoings you're going through. That's literally the fabric of America. That's how America became the United States we see today, is by fighting back and causing destruction. And those you may ask, when has violence against violence caused any solution? Or what happened to the people that caused violence on violence? Did they end up in a better stint? They absolutely fucking have. Look at the French Revolution. Look at the Haitian Revolution, who literally was under slavery, fought back, killed their owners, and are now a free and current 
state. However, the rest of the world is still punishing Haiti for that action. But that I digress on that point. World War One and World War Two were both the fight for freedom against a certain peoples trying to either take over and destroy shit. And once you brought the violence to their to their doorstep, that's when we saw freedom occur. The list goes on and on as to when violence is the answer and destruction is the answer towards things that are literally hurting you. In the same example I mentioned in the domestic abuser who is like seven foot tall and his wife is like five foot two and is blowing heavy make haymakers onto her forehead, it's a bad move. And then you get mad at any small response that she may make to defend herself against this large and inherent threat. I mean, come on now. And it's not, it's like, it's a domestic relationship, a domestic abuse relationship that has gone on for hundreds of years. It's not like something where y'all just got together, you know, you didn't know who the guy was, and then now you find out the guy's a piece of shit. No, it's not that at all. This has been going on for nearly half a thousand years, all right? So don't come to me on your high horse and say that these looters are, are disrupting the protests and these looters are making us look bad. No, they're doing exactly what Americans would do. America is a capitalistic society and it's all about attaining goods when you didn't have that good before. And normally we do it through a trusted medium called money. But when chaos occurs, you take advantage of chaos. I mean, America loves to take advantage of chaos, don't they? What happened when they took out Saddam Hussein in the Middle East? And that causes the big head honcho. Imagine El Chapo was gone from, you know, where he was selling drugs. I, I think it was Mexico or some shit. But imagine he was gone. Now you have all these other drug dealers who want to come to power and take over. And that's exactly what happened when Saddam Hussein was slain. Not, I'm not defending Saddam at all. I'm just giving you the example. So when he is gone, not the picture what results is a bunch of these lower factions growing in value you have the taliban increasing in power then you have now isis which is taking which is taking over power and you have a bunch of other groups that are now terrorists that were labeled terrorists by america allowing them to now enter into where the terrorists are to solve a problem that they created so the situation is if america is able to solve a problem that they created in the middle east why can't they solve a problem that they've been causing for hundreds of years i mean you want to complain about this demonstrations and the burning of police cars and the violent on police and you want to blame this on thuggery on 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 wildism i'm making up words but the point is you blame it on these inherent things and point back towards someone being uncivil when in fact you're not looking at yourself and what actions that you occur, redlining is a thing. I mean, I can go on and on, man. I mean, the point, you guys, I've this whole time I've been talking, I haven't even really mentioned deeply about police and how or what they do is wrong and how they should fix it. Because it ultimately, I wanted to let you understand the situation overall. First, understanding how situations can be flipped into a negative perception. And understanding if you have that perception, how that perception maybe came came to be. You weren't exposed to it, you were told on the news, and now you view this through a certain lens that they want you to view it through. Or you were too ignorant not to view it through that lens. All right? Then expressing what the hell is going on with looting and why the responses it is. Now, listen, I, I, I definitely hold my hat and, and send my condolences to any business. For instance, uh, Cookies, a famous marijuana brand in California, a bunch of their stores have gotten looted and they stole all the weed in the showcase. All right? Now, granted, that's not most of the weed in the facility. Probably most of the weed is going to be in the back, right? But the point still stands. They broke into there, broke their windows, broke things, and stole a lot. All right? Same thing happened with MedMen. Now, MedMen was already going down, so I'm sure 
like many businesses, all these cannabis companies and companies overall who got looted, they got their insurance in the back pocket, ready to go. All right, they got their insurance ready. Listen, some of these businesses most likely put bricks outside their windows so that people can pick it up and throw it so they can file a police claim. Listen, if I know that rioting may occur, I'm gonna run to my business, I'm gonna take out the most valuable things, I'm gonna leave other things out that I can put on the insurance claim and get a certain amount of money for, and I'm gonna get the money back. That's what these individuals do. People literally in the back or, or in back in the day would burn down their business to get insurance money. Now, who's to say these individuals aren't taking advantage of the situation? Now, speaking of taking advantage, we had words or rumors, I should say, about George Soros, you know, the notorious billionaire who decides to fund certain things for his own reasons, including Black Lives Matter has paid protesters in order to go there. Now, this is speaking to another horrific existence during this whole thing. Let me take a sip of water, yo. It's been a minute. 20 to be exact. You have police officers, much like those who are paid by George Soros, to protest. Now, whether George Soros paid these guys a little bit of change and winked his eye and walked away and said, hey, go protest. I'll pay you some more if you get some more people, some more people to protest with you. Unlike that, what these police are doing are actually dressing up as undercover cops. Now, the argument on the police side is we have these undercover policemen during the protest to make sure things don't get too crazy. You know, our police officers can only focus on but so much. You know, if I have a team of 50 to 60 police officers and there's a crowd of 500, how can they possibly take care of that? And their thought is to get these police officers in undercover closing undercover clothing so that they can see things that others may miss for instance there's a story that came out i believe it was in california or seattle it was seattle actually and a man had broke into the police trunk of a car after they broke into the car and probably lit it on fire took the ar-15 out and an undercover cop ran pulled his gun up and told him to put it down right now and the reason why they say that he probably saved lives is that listen you have a plain closed police they can stop situations before they come worse right now, on my side, what's happening here is that police officers are not only having the police there to help them police, but they're also having them invoke, you know, certain narratives about how bad the protesters are, right? I mean, it was funny to me how there were protesters trying to open up the country. They were in police's faces, literally getting violent, pushing the police, you know, getting in their faces, and they were not met with any violence whatsoever. They were just pushed off and let alone. However, when it's protesters against this whole Black Lives Matter movement, we have police officers who are literally driving people over with their vehicles. All right, we have police officers who are beating people shitless. We had a man lose one of his eyes why? Because the police officers decided to shoot a tear gas into his face. Now, it wasn't purposefully, but the use of tear gas in itself at that velocity and how close he was, why would you even let that round off? I'm sure as a police officer, you're trained never to point a gun at somebody, especially if you tend to use it. But if you choose to now take an eye out that a guy is now blind and forever, you're now doing the most unethical thing. And the ethical argument always rises, right? The police are doing their job. You know, it's not just their fault. What if these people were resisting arrest this is what happens when you don't listen to police officers right i mean it, it amazes me the amount of arguments that come about but the sheer ignorance or choice to ignore the truths and realities that are going on all right black people are 16 percent of this united states however there are nearly 50 or over 50 percent of excuse me 60 percent of all arrests in the american states now that percentage may not be accurate because I'm paraphrasing what I've read, but the 
truth is still there. You can't be a minority in the country, but a majority of the arrests. You can't have an amendment like Amendment 13 that basically stated if you are sent to jail, you are now back in slavery in layman's terms and paraphrasing. And there's a whole great documentary on Netflix that you can watch right now during the quarantine in order to know what the hell I'm talking about. And many of you are probably bored of hearing this. Many of you are probably pissed off at me saying this, but yo, you got to realize that this protest is the most American thing possible. It is the right thing to do. There's no unethical way to protest. If you want to blow shit up, blow shit up. We literally have Jesus Christ himself who protested a church that was selling and conducting businesses with merchants outside the church. He flipped tables, yo. He flipped tables and broke their shit doesn't that sound familiar why because things were not doing were not being done the right way and when things are not being done the right way and you have people being killed innocently you literally have a woman who was in her house watching tv get killed we had a man also who recently got killed while in his home not doing anything if y'all ever watched that movie harold and kumar there was a scene when harold and kumar went to jail all right. And while they're sitting in jail, a black man gets put into jail with them while he's wearing the funny ass pajamas with the hat. You know, the little long ass hat that was pajamas back in the day. And they're like, hey, man, what are you in for? I was asleep and they just carried me inside. <laughs> That's exactly what the fuck's happening. People are literally dying for doing nothing. And 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 I feel bad going on this platform, screaming in your ear or in your speakers and telling you how I feel. I feel bad about repeating the broken record that is mentioned on social media posts in the thousands. I I feel bad being a broken record saying to what many of you probably heard at work or talk amongst yourselves, but it's almost hard not to talk about it when you're currently going through it. When things are not changing, you have to speak out about the change you seek. All right. When you're tired of, of the conditions that you are put under and are forced to survive, the the simple fact that when you hear my voice now is very deep, all right, it can be intimidating to some, that I unintentionally hire my voice whenever I'm speaking to police as to not seen as more of a threat. And that very fact was not seen by myself, it was seen by somebody close to me. It took them to let me know, oh shit, you literally have a subconscious way of protecting yourself from inherent danger from the police. And I wonder if any other people have gone through that. And I'm going to tell you, eh, that's wrong. All right. I have friends who are white that have, when I see them in, talk to police, they have such a level of non-fear. It's amazing. They talk to them like a high school bad kid does his substitute teacher you know what i'm saying like calling them names saying you did wrong get out of here you have a warrant man get out of here like just stuff like that it's amazing now no violence is put on them no killing is done on them however you have the same thing going for a minor offense the man literally tried to pay money you know with a ten dollar bill the or whatever dollar bill they thought it was fake called the police and now the man is dead because of it and the most egregious part of the story is the fact that the cop who kneeled on his neck and killed him as he was pleading out worked with the guy as a security the cop was outside floyd um george floyd was inside they were both security guard officers working together now if you know a man and he ends up killing him i think that's first degree murder that sounds like premeditated murder to me how do you know somebody for that long and arrest them and he just magically ends up dead i mean you can say it's excessive force as you can see in the video but that only happens if the officer has no personal ties to this guy we all know that murder is always connected towards motive 
and 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 premeditative motive at that or premeditative murder is done because of motive and now who knows maybe this guy slept with his wife he did something he didn't like and he ended up killing him for it because as a police officer he has the power to do to do that you know and it's hard for me to even go on on this podcast you feel me because i know you guys are on social media you're seeing what i'm seeing you're seeing the videos you're seeing the text you're 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 feeling down you're feeling stressed even anxious and to hear more of that is a hard thing to do. But I think if you've listened to this podcast as long as you have as an avid listener, then you know my voice, you know where I come from. And I hope to give you information from my perspective that can help you formulate your perspective or understand what's going on at large objectively. And now for the big question of them all, how do we solve this? How do we solve this police brutality? You're doing a lot of bitching, a lot of complaining and a lot of screaming, but I'm not seeing any solutions from you. And that's a great point that people may raise. You're protesting, but you're not really working for change. All right. Mal Malcolm Luther King had to go to the sitting president and ask if he can get this law signed into power. And one of the laws he tried to sign into power was not reparations, but yeah, he it, it tried to sign back reparations for all. It wasn't reparations for just black people. He was too smart for that. You know, if he made a bill for reparations for only African-Americans and blacks, it would never go through. So he made one for poor people. All right, go ahead and Google Martin Luther King, poor, forgot the rest of the word, poor something. It's a speech and he talks about it, how... We are promised way more of the American GDP than we are given. And we're forced into hunger and poverty when we shouldn't. But I think I lost my point. How do we solve this? All right. How do we solve police brutality? This is how. Listen, take notes. The way to solve police br brutality against blacks and African-Americans, in my opinion, is to issue a consequence, a penalty, if you will, to police departments who are found guilty of negligent behavior, overly aggressive behavior, unnecessarily aggressive behavior, and racist-driven action. Now, their argument is going to be that this is going to negate their way of finding justice and solving crimes or whatnot, but it's not. Right. Because your money is controlled by the people. And if the people control the money, then you must adhere to us. And the only people that we can put into power to invoke the change you want to see is those senators. And that's why you have to go ahead and vote because you can vote for a congressman or woman who can make the decision to cause police departments who conduct these bad acts to lose funding. And listen, when you got police officers drinking and eating 7-Eleven coffee and donuts, then they're going to change the act together. They're getting a shitty they're getting a shitty coffee and a nasty, hard 7-Eleven donuts have been out there for weeks. You know, when that happens, when they, when they don't have enough funding for donuts, Dunkin' Donuts or any gourmet donuts, whatever the hell cops eat in their lunchroom, then we're going to see change. Because as I mentioned, America is a capitalistic society who only drives on monetization and the effects or lack of effect of monetary gain. And if you're going to see that these police officers will lose the money, so they can't drive the cars that they normally drive. They can't have the equipment that they're used to having. They literally, their whole lifestyle as a police officer has decreased. Then we will see change occur. All right. Also, you have to have a faction of eternal affairs. Eternal affairs is a group that works with police officers to investigate wrongful doing by police, such as if you're a crooked cop taking kickbacks from kickbacks from drug dealers and keeping the drug dealers on the street. Internal affairs will run an investigation. If you killed somebody while arresting them, internal affairs will investigate you. Not only issue is internal affairs is kind of like a fraternity. All right. Or the police officers are like a fraternity where they only protect their own. And if you go against 
what a police officer has done, you're looked down upon, you're bullied, your life could possibly be threatened, and it's not a good time. So through fear, police officers are able to contribute and continue these nefarious actions against minorities in that manner. Why? Because people are too scared. They're too chicken shit to lose their job. They're too chicken shit not to be, you know, invited to the Christmas party and too chicken shit to follow their gut and do the right thing. The way I say chicken shit is funny. But yes, you have internal affairs, have a group implemented that focuses on racial cases. All right. They do the investigation. They're non-biased. They're probably an external group, an arm of the government, and they're able to go ahead and implement these. And now if a police department is behaving, i.e. they have not killed innocent unarmed people, they have not on, they have not unjustly arrest way more blacks than they have other minorities or, or arrest minorities overall than others, then they get a benefit, a financial benefit. Kind of like when you're a good driver, you know, you're a good driver, you know, you don't get tickets, you don't have accidents, your premium on your insurance goes way down and you save a lot of money. Now, instead of lowering the payments of police, all police departments, they should give them money every year. So any money that they may have lost in the past due to bad behavior, they can recoup that money in the future if their numbers change. Now, Again, you have to have incentive. You have to have monetary gain. You have to have consequences for their actions. These police officers go on leave, paid leave, and they just sit there to wallow in their sadness because they made a mistake and killed a black man. Look, if you guys go on Netflix, write the fuck now. All right, watch a TV show called 100 Humans, where they test 100 humans and come up with data based on testing them. And when they, when they did their test of two gun assailants in a gun range, one black, one white, both raising a phone, well, excuse me, both raising a gun until one raises a phone and the other raises a gun, which one is the first to get shot, right? The test, the testers or the test participants thought, thought that they were in a study to, they were in a study to find out what the reaction time of people are depending on their age which is not the fact what they were testing rather was what people of demographics and age are more likely to shoot the black candidate with a phone up in the gun range as opposed to the white man with a gun up in their face and the numbers were as you expect more people shot the black guy who had a cell phone on aka non-threatening then shot the white guy with the gun that popped up you can watch it yourself and see i'm not lying or bullshitting and i go to show you this bias underneath all the policies that I've just risen. So the policies will help the police department act better as a unit, you know, and structurally and operationally. However, it won't take away the inherent racist bias many are born into. All right, the same way you choose your religion, you choose your favorite football team is the same way you choose racism. Racism doesn't choose you, you're brought in it. All right, it's kind of like Bane in Batman. This darkness, I've grown up in it. I don't have a Bane accent. Fuck that. But you get what I'm saying. All right. Now, police officers are wearing around me. I'm hoping that the protest has not spread its way to Broward County, but perhaps it has. And if it has, we'll see. But uh, before the police come and get my black ass, I'm gonna head out of here. You can hear my, you know, lethargic, you know, attitude toward this thing. You can hear my melancholy approach. You can hear my lack of energy somehow because the thing is draining it's been a heavy week you had five stories that came out on came out at once and part of me feel like it's for a reason as ozarks taught all of us on netflix clearly i watch a lot of netflix and it's not a sponsor i promise but as ozarks latest season showed us you can't you have to take advantage of a good crisis
Much like those who bought masks and started making hand sanitizer to take advantage of the corona crisis, many are now going to take advantage of this crisis of protesting, looting, and all. And on a somber note, if you are a black man or woman, please stay safe. Please, please, please. If you're going to go out today or with whatever time during the week to protest, make sure you bring goggles to cover your eyes. Make sure you th- make sure you carry things to cover your skin because they're going to mace you. They're going to tear gas you. And you don't want to feel sick. You don't want your eyes to burn. You don't want your skin to burn. All right. You want to pro- you want to protest and send a message. So please, if you're out there, you're protesting, be safe, be smart and do the right thing. And if you're one of those people who are upset at looters because it's not the right thing, the right way to protest, tell that to King George and America back in back during the American Revolution. Tell that to the people who stopped Adolf Hitler from becoming the Third Reich and taking over the world. Tell that to the individuals of Haiti who fought literally freedom, fought for freedom and drew the shackles on the ground to free themselves from slavery. All right. Tell that to the many people who are in abusive relationships. And sometimes violence is the only answer to to seek change. You know, of course, ethically, we can sit here and say we got to stay away from violence or avoid it anytime or any way we can. But yes, ethically, that is absolutely correct. And I cannot argue on that. But also ethically, we live in an unethical society that takes a part of unethical actions every day, multiple times a day. So how can we make an ethical response in our protest, in our anger, in our disdain about what's going on? Come on. And if you're on the Internet now, and you find yourself arguing with an idiot online who clearly wants to troll and spew out his views. It's fine for somebody not to think the way you do. It's cool. You don't have to get into an argument. You don't have to get personal. You can literally just scroll, scroll right by. And RIP to all the black men and women who have fallen in 2020, but especially in 2020 due to police endangerment. RIP to all those who were unwrongly murdered, who were unwrongly killed, arrested, and and dealt with the negative consequences of just having their skin. RIP to those. Much love to those. And if you're listening out there, please be safe. Stay tuned. Stay high. High TV. This is America. I'm a young boy.